Hello, and welcome to the Poo 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 Podcast. I'm Lisa Mayer, the Maine Rebbitzin, and this memory is from when I was 17 years old and in Israel, away from my parents and from home for the very first time. Bargain on the Mountain I knew Drawer liked me because every time our group went on a hike, he walked next to me, his gun bouncing on his hip. There were about 30 of us at our group at Machon Gold, a gap year program for religious girls in Jerusalem. 30 17-year-old American girls away from home for the very first time. 30 17-year-old American religious girls, delirious with freedom, desperate to try a Bissell trafe for the very first time. And by trafe, I mean boys. The machitza was down. Our El Al 747 flight to Israel flew by as we passed copies of Blue Boy magazine back and forth to better examine and familiarize ourselves with anatomy we had never seen in real life. I almost plotzed myself. I grew up with only sisters. Contests were launched and prizes promised to the first who could acquire a boyfriend and lose her, um, religion. Drawer was the chovesh, the soldier medic, hired to accompany us on our hikes around Israel. He was a young soldier with the Israeli army. He had his M16 with him at all times to protect us girls from whatever our parents feared. Hired to keep us 30 17-year-old girls in line. It was an impossible job. We, of course, did everything that now, as a mother myself, I know is stupid and dangerous. Hitchhiking in Orakiva, walking alone at night through Talpiot, and giving strange boys we met on the bus the address of our school. And one fine evening, a friend from my Camp Moshava days, Josh Rubin, climbed up my five-story fire escape to surprise me with a visit in my room. I think that's when Rabbi Abramchik, the director, decided to just give up. Meantime, all the girls thought it was romantic and called him my Josh Romeo. I was not interested in Josh Romeo, and I was not interested in Drawer either. He was skinny and dorky, also tentative, which I guess I don't find so attractive in a man. We were going to be hiking in the Judean mountains, and Drawer stopped by the school under pretext of asking Rabbi Abramchik what time he needed to be there, but really to whisper to me, to save him a seat on the bus. It wasn't a long ride to the mountains from Talpiot, and Drawer tried tentatively to hold my hand. I pretended I didn't notice. Oi, lo mutar, he laughed it off. Not allowed. Too many other girls on the bus. Right, Lisa? Jerusalem is built on seven ancient hills, and I don't remember which one we hiked on, but apparently, since everyone in the entire world is fascinated with Jerusalem, climate historians included, they actually know how much rainfall fell in 2000 BCE, and how Canaanite farmers at that time created deeply grooved terraces along the slopes of the mountain to create flat land that absorbed enough water to grow crops. The farmers we met on the hike that morning in the 1980s were Arab. Drawer and I were bringing up the rear. Suddenly, as everyone walked ahead, we were alone. And, just as suddenly, we were not alone. 
Seven or eight farmers surrounded us. I remember a few with long sticks. A couple of them were of that older, indeterminate age, stained teeth clamping cigarettes, wrinkled and sunken eye sockets, deeply grooved terraces along the slopes of their cheeks. Some were young men. All of them were staring at me. One of the older men said something. Drawer said something back to him in Arabic. Then another said something in another. Drawer answered. He looked serious to me. His gun looked serious to me, and I took a few steps closer to him. The Arab farmers and Drawer talked back and forth, getting closer and closer to us. I remember whirling around, feeling encircled. And then I heard the word gamal, which means camel. What are they saying? I asked Dror in Hebrew. What about a gamal? Dror looked at me with his skinny, earnest face. We are negotiating, he said, making a bargain. Oh my God, did someone in our group hurt their camel? Are we trespassing? No. Do they know there's a whole group of us? Do they see your gun? Yes, yes. What does a camel have to do with anything? Not one camel, four camels. Who's getting four camels? I would, Dror said, for you. Dror said something to the Arab farmers, and they all started laughing. And that's when I realized that this was not ancient Arab versus Jew. This was the even more ancient boy versus girl, teasing, teasing, teasing. Dror was teasing me. Dror said goodbye to the men, and they all laughed one more time, pointing at me. We hurried along to catch the others. So, Dror said in his tentative English, huffing a little, you get good price. That's a good price? Four camels? I switched back to Hebrew. Just four? Plus some goats and sheep. They said you looked strong and not like someone mivuas, melancholy. Which one of them? Ma, what? Which one of them wanted me? Well, the older guy had his two sons there. Two? Well, the father was the one who was negotiating. So I couldn't have picked the son I wanted? Which one would you have wanted? He stopped walking and looked at me. I had no defense, so I decided to attack. Drawer, it wasn't funny. It was scary. All those guys around me were scary. What would you have done if they really wanted to take me? Drawer gently took my hand. I would not let them take you, Lisa. They were just joking. Looking back, that's the most humanizing thing I've heard about Israeli-Arab relations in 50 years. Just guys, Israeli and Arab, just joking. Still, I didn't let Dror sit with me on the bus home, but I was a little unhappy that he sat with another girl, wasn't I? School continued without trips for a while, but Dror showed up in the lobby one late afternoon and asked me if I would go on a walk. This time, he didn't have a gun. This time was just personal. We walked all the way into the old city of Jerusalem, and we had some falafel. And then it started to get dark. Dror was less tentative. He took my hand as we headed back to school. We talked. He practiced his English on me. He talked about going to America after the army to tour around for a few months. And then 
with the school building looming on the next block, he pulled my hand and we ducked into an apartment building. You know, those Israeli buildings with just the mailboxes on the ground floor and the staircase leading up to the apartments that you can hide behind? He put his hands on my shoulders and looked into my face. Mutar, he said, aloud. Whatever he saw in my face right then caused him pain, but he soldiered bravely on, leaned down, and pecked me on the lips. And that was the end of Drawer. He walked me to the door and shook his head sadly at me. And as I climbed up the five flights to my room, I thought about that word, mutar. I know nowadays it's the new normal. You ask permission to kiss. Then you ask permission to touch. Then you ask permission for whatever else you're hoping for. Both genders do this. But back then, if I had wanted to, he would have gotten the message of permission and I might have led him behind this staircase first. But even though I liked him, and I was desperate to try a Bissell tray for myself, he didn't have what I was bargaining for. You know, some seriously untentative animal magnetism. Last December, Sruli and I drove down to Virginia to take the twins to feed the giraffes at the magical zoo in Richmond. The giraffes were beautiful, and there was a ramp you walked up so you could reach high enough to feed them. They would come over and eat right out of your hand. Charlie and Johnny were beyond delighted. But what caught my eye, and my imagination, were the camels. Bactrian camels have two humps, like the letter B, which is how I can tell them from dromedary camels, which, like the letter D, have only one hump. There was a pair of them, male and female Bactrian camels, sitting down very close together. They were lush with camel fur. They actually glowed in the sunlight. The female was regal, with deep, dark eyes and gorgeous long eyelashes. Every time she looked around, it was like she was a queen, batting her eyes. The male nuzzled her and settled down even closer. The female raised her head. Was she smiling? I swear, she was smiling. Smiling with complete complacence and serene confidence. And then she batted those eyelashes and looked me right in the eye. So, you think you're something, she seemed to say. You're not even worth one of me.